Like many young people in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I felt I had a talent for being with people and walking with them on their journey. So I decided to become a therapist and declare psychology as a major. It was great. I learned a lot. But one of the first things I learned was to avoid self-diagnosis. I learned it, but it didn't sink in. The more you know about mental health and mental health disorders, the more you are tempted to overanalyze yourself. During my first year, I thought I had proper justification for at least five illnesses, and no one could convince me otherwise. In psychology, there's a tool used to help diagnose mental illness called the Diagnostic and Statistical Ma Manual. For a professional to make a proper diagnosis of mental illness, it requires skill, years of training, and assistance from this manual, compared to what I did as a naive and often anxious undergrad. Our gospel for today is a parable that emphasizes the return of Jesus Christ. It talks about the end of days. And when that happens, there will be a time of judgment where God will take good from evil. This week's agricultural adventure provides us with more faulty gardening tips. Although any one of you who have seen my yard may think I'm waiting for Christ to return with the amount of weeds that I have. Like last week, this story is not a lesson in horticulture, but uses unrealistic metaphors to get a point across. Any good gardener or farmer knows that plants need to be free of weeds. Today's parable indicates that evil was added in a place where all was good. The worst part about it is that you just can't take away the bad because you run the risk of also removing the good. The weeds in question are real plants. They're called bearded darnel. On the outside, they look identical to wheat. However, their seeds are toxic. In this scenario, pulling them out can lead to a person mistakenly pulling out the wheat. When asked about removing this invasive crop, the sower says no, and instructs the workers to wait for the harvest when all will be collected and properly sorted. The explanation that follows identifies the sower of the good seed as Christ. The good seed themselves are the children of the kingdom, and the devil, and the devil is the sower of the weeds. The evil sown in the kingdom will not experience life everlasting, but will be cast out where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The people hearing this at the time may think of this place as a sort of condemnation with an eternity of pain, anguish, and beasts gnashing their teeth as they prepare to pounce on poor and unfortunate souls. Although sensationalized, it highlights 
that a moment of reckoning will come. Parables like the one that we see today were told as a criticism to the Pharisees and to the scribes and inappropriate religious leaders. It's a lesson to help make meaning for those who have trouble remembering that their duties do not include determining who is saved and who is not. God is the only authority in that field. The intention of what we hear from Matthew today underlines certain values. In this parable of the weeds, as the parable is referred, one can see that discipleship includes working with and for God. And when doing that, it's a more consistent pattern of warranted behaviors and actions. Avoiding judgment is the mark of righteousness that keeps us on the correct path. In doing these things, we become good disciples, regardless of our titles or our positions. Upon hearing this parable, there may be temptation to try to self-diagnose what is good wheat or bad. This is not a situation of us versus them. We're not called to identify ourselves or others as good wheat or otherwise. Our lives will always be surrounded by either good or evil. And we don't have a manual, the proper skills, or even years of training to look at ourselves in such a way or even call anybody else out. Also, we're not a part of that ancient church, but we could be in danger of repeating some of those mistakes of those Pharisees and scribes and church leaders. In this information age, where opinions and commentary are made by persons who claim to be authorities, or even in fake news, some people may tend to forget themselves. None of us know who will be saved, just like how none of us know when Christ will return. The saying is true. The more we know sometimes lets us know how much we don't know. Our call is not to focus on what we think we know, but rather in trusting God and what God set out to do. Also, keeping to heart ways we can be good disciples. That doesn't hurt either. Amen.